So Art Sound Off, it's this creative challenge that I started with Jersey Drozd and we've been tweaking it and updating it for the, well, six times now. This is the sixth year. And so one of the things that, that we do to make it approachable for everyone and including us is creating prompts and the prompts have grown and evolved over the years. This year I feel, um, I feel extra good about them because we, we, really did a a freshening of them and sort of shuffled them as far as uh, asking about different things and maybe based on our guests and our estimation, what things might be challenging or taking a break or, or, you know, easier, harder, and and then having that be sort of shuffled throughout the month to keep it interesting and fun and not just this, this really intense slog. Uh, Well, I've, I've gone off the, that path, right? I'm, even though I'm one of the hosts in, in some ways, hey, why, why wouldn't I be doing the prompts as they are? Well, it's, it's, I have, this is the sixth time of, of doing this, um, this creative challenge. And I would hope this for anyone participating is that um, even, even if it's your first time, finding the, the path for you that makes it relevant. Like what's, <laughs> it's the whole topic of a workshop that I created and published on uh, both my Gumroad store and uh, Skillshare, which is called uh, Customizing Your Next Creative Challenge. And I really believe that, like making making your uh, creative challenge a, a tool for you, for your learning or your product development or whatever you are up to. And I'm, I'm doing just that where, uh, and sometimes with a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of attention among where I want to actually do all the prompts too, because we freshened them up this year and, you know, but I've also got these other goals, um, that, that there's just something about the nudge that the creative challenge, um, helps me with where it's saying, just go for it. Whatever you've been stuck, however you've been holding back and, uh, prioritizing different projects and all that, just give it a try. And this is your time to, I don't know, somehow, get over those frictions and whatnot. Things like, well, I really want to write and share more about user experience for all and also about uh, creating uh, creating video games as a side project and a variety of other themes and stuff um, that I've already been dabbling with. But anyway, uh, this is a, a couple of minutes of, of just sharing my thoughts on I, <laughs> I, I guess I like all the prompts and I want to do them, and, and I'm going to reply to them sometimes, including right now. And without further delay, uh, what have I been playing? So, um, yeah, video games is a big pursuit for me for um, life, a lifetime pursuit. Since I was at, I was I was five years old, I think, when the Atari 2600 came out, and that was a big event. There were already game systems available, and you know, uh, consoles you can connect to your television to play different kinds of things. But the, um, I think the Odyssey beat Atari to market, but I didn't know anyone who had that thing. I mean, I would see it in the catalogs around the holidays and, and sure. I mean, all, all the goofy oddball Bally, this, um, Odyssey, that things. Sure. You can connect it to a television and play stuff. I'm sold. I don't need to know anymore, but like, yeah, it's it's those weren't that common from in from from where I lived and where I was growing up. But the Atari was another matter. That thing spread 
like wildfire. And I think in, in, in its lifetime, it sold like 30 million units or something like that, which is kind of wild. And they alone created this boom and bust in the market because they, I mean, they weren't good custodians. A lot of folks who create platforms don't tend to think about how do I sustain this platform? And that's, a, that's, that's frustrating to me. And because, you know, being an enthusiast and, um, I, and, Honestly, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur too. I, I, I think making money is great and, and build the things you believe in and find your audience and sell them and whatnot. But exploiting them to the point of causing the market to crash, eh, that's a bummer. And I know that's overly broad brush uh, armchair historian stuff, what have you, but I lived through it. So that's, that's my impression. Although I was a kid and um, I'm still a kid at heart who loves to play games and I still love a lot of the classics. I do not connect my Atari or my ColecoVision to my televisions very often, but once in a while I do. And the, what I do connect to my television way more frequently is that is uh, a lot of folks have the, um, this, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, and, uh, and its follow-up, the Super NES, as like huge touch, touchstones for them. And I, I can't disagree with that. I, mean, I, I feel that as well. But there's one that, that gets... It's the less popular one, the one that uh, maybe you knew someone or have heard of someone sp- uh, speak lovingly about it, but the TurboGrafx-16 uh, is the system I, I think of when, when it's sort of a... I want to go back and play a comfort food game. And a comfort food game is just something that if you, you know, whatever, double click the app, get your hands into the keyboard or set, whatever the, you, you have a setting and a circumstance that probably transports you. If you're, if you're an, uh, an enthusiast about gaming and, and the, the transporting feeling is to be brought into a world making choices that are uh, exciting and fascinating and mostly joyful. At least that's my thing. Like when I play, when I play games, I like challenge, but I don't like to feel like I totally suck for huge lengths of time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, 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 I imagine that that probably is reflected in the list of games that I tend to gravitate toward, but that's what, um, so in recent times, my, uh, I mean, I've over the course of owning this Turbo Graphics, which I've I've owned it for I think over thirty years now. It's uh, you know it's been a constant companion. It's been on so many adventures. I'm surprised it works at all, but it does. And uh, most of its components have survived intact. Uh, but when I get it out nowadays, it's to probably wind down and really connect and be transported about this. Um, just to hear hear those sounds and feel that controller and get get in get in touch with powerful um prior experiences and have a new experience with that and go on a new adventure that that has that um that familiarity because the games i mean it's not like i've i've mastered them to the point of i don't uh relate or connect or am need to focus or or i don't feel excitement or or like nothing's at stake i'm still still in it um, and the, the two games I pop in most frequently on the TurboGrafx-16 are, uh, well, Bomberman 93, and then I like to play typically a battle, but once in a while I play the regular game, and uh, the regular games, the gist of it in Bomberman, it's a simple two-dimensional maze 
game. You're looking top down and there are permanent obstacles and then obstacles that are uh, removable and they're removable by using these little bombs your character can set down. You can get power-ups that stack and, and expand your abilities. So your bomb has a certain amount of range. You can expand its range. You can get more than one bomb. You can get the ability to boot a bomb where you can, you can set it down, but then it's immobile. And that's a huge strategy in Bomberman, where if you set down a bomb, it's kind of self-defense against other characters or be they um, human players or NPCs. Anyway, I like to play battle, typically. And it's interesting because it's, you know, I, I, I think about the quirks of the, the AI and stuff as I, sometimes as I'm playing or as I, as I look back and, you know, try to play, play against it and put them in situations that they're not as good at. But it's just kind of funny. The, the AI feels no, uh, or the simulated intelligence, I suppose it's more appropriate to say, the, the game logic, maybe even more appropriate to say, tends to have the, uh, the computer characters pick up anything greedily. And one of the things you can pick up are negative power-ups that cause you know, bad things for you. And if you're a human, it's very affecting where if all of a sudden your directions on your gamepad are flipped and up is, up is down, down is up, you know, right is left, left is right. Or if suddenly you can't set down bombs or if, you, or if suddenly your bombs have no range or et cetera. So there's all these negative uh, like powers that you can collect and the computer grabs them like anything just doesn't matter. I would say maybe the computer grabs the negative power-ups more aggressively than the positive power-ups. So that's might be fine. If, if you think, Oh, the computer's just affecting itself. No big deal. Well, the computer, if they, if any character touches you when they have this negative power-up, they will uh, transmute it to you. So they're, it's, it's like communicable. So that's, that's the toughie. That's, that's one of the most challenging things is being, is playing that game of self-defense to avoid the, the, uh, the computer as they're just running around trying to grab and, and, uh, and, um, I guess they're, they're just in kind of like a really promiscuous, aggressive mode and it's fun. They, they are challenging to play and I still have, I, I enjoy it. I can I can beat the computer, but it's not a guarantee, and that that's compelling enough for me. And I love the sounds and the sights and all that of of the game, and um, it's 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 a great version of Bomberman. Bomberman ninety three. There's there are what is it ninety four ninety five. They had uh, an edition of of the 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 kangaroos or sort of the mounts that that which is you know it's all a pile of uh, silly interesting. Um, no deep story or logic to it, but uh, but really functional and fun for the for playing a game. Anyway, Bomberman, or I play um, Devil's Crush, which is a a it's a pinball game, but as if you have creatures inhabiting it, and it's almost like a a combination of a a dungeon exploring game plus pinball, and there's like three different sections of the board that stack then there are many, many boards that you can get whisked away into as well, sort of secret screens and stuff that are all give you bonuses and whatnot. And you're just here trying to, on each of the screens, there's flippers for your, for your um, moving that pinball around. And then there's the, um, well, uh, 
the stuff that you can hit with the with the pinball, and you can you can unlock doors and defeat creatures that are all running around and stuff. It's uh, it's a joy. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's it's a, I think it's a it's one of my favorite video game uh, tunes. I I should know its name, but I don't, and I should know the composer, but I don't. And but it has this sort of uh, it loops incredibly well because it has these movements that build up to this crescendo of excitement and then sort of, you know, break down and then starts like has, has a nice uh, mellow beat for a while that slowly builds up again. And it's, it's very much a, uh, a metal esque um, kind of tune. I don't know. So anyway, it's, it's um, yeah. Devil's crush. Very fun for the turbo graphics 16. And those are games that I play as far as, um, energizing, winding down, switching gears. If I want to just sort of get my head out of a space, which is oftentimes when, you know, um, and early before bed kind of thing that, um, that I'll do, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic joy. And, and as far as how in the world I, I connect this thing to a modern television, um, I've been using for a number of months now, a, uh, something called the retro tank, uh, 2x and it's pretty awesome the the u- user interface of it is a little funky and i think if i dialed in all the settings and i never unplugged it it would be great but essentially if you have like an auto switching hdmi hub uh this will sort of hog one of the points forever because it, it never shuts its signal off from what i can tell so I, I need to do more homework with this thing, but I'm telling you, when you put it to use to actually put any classic game system up onto an HDMI, um, uh, let's see, uh, HD or 4K and whatever, it's fantastic. It does a great job upscaling without uh, just without looking weird, without looking like so how some games essentially they'll they'll take. Um, pixel art and then vectorize it and with with the well with the vectorization the precision of the pixels goes away and there's a little bit of um goopiness blobby splotchy things that can happen as as sort of shapes and artifacts when you go from a uh, the pixel art to the to the vector representation and that has an aesthetic that i don't mind but it, that's a different aesthetic when when compared to the the game that I know, and so for for a brand new game, great, but it it doesn't sit as well with me for the for the you know the the classics. So this this thing this thing this retro tank two um, X does a fantastic job upscaling, and it still looks like the the pixel art you'd expect. But if you think about it functionally, it's a complete it's it's putting that art in a way different context than when it originally was created to go on, uh, was it, uh, 240 by 320 or something like that? Classic, um, standard definition television. So, uh, yeah, very different situation, but it looks beautiful. Sounds great too. Anyway, that's, um, I, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on games. I didn't even touch on the stuff that I'm currently playing. That's new wish, right? I've been playing, um, Overwatch on the, the Nintendo switch, which recently came out. And I've been a player of Overwatch as sort of a, a dabbling thing for a number of years. I'm not a pro player. I tend to just honestly play bots. I, I'm not a fan of the sort of the 
just online gaming with strangers. I love to game with friends. Couch co-op or any kind of couch competitive, of course, is a beautiful thing. I, um, in uh, a number of years ago, I'd host a uh, regular uh, every, every month video game party. And one of the things I enjoyed a lot was actually having two Xbox 360s on two screens side by side to play four players of Left 4 Dead. And that, that's a blast where you can, you're cooperatively you know, dealing with these uh, just intense, you know, monster zombie movie like circumstances and uh, helping one another out to make it through. Super awesome blast. Love that kind of thing. But then online with friends is fine. But then I, I guess I'm just picky because I grew up in the time when I, I could hang out with my friends and play on the same couch, different things. And even calling back to the Turbo Graphics and Bomberman, that's certainly one of the games that cemented this kind of experience and feeling for me where you know, you plug in the turbo tap into the front of the turbo graphics, and now you can have five controllers and five people playing the same thing. And we, we enjoyed lots of, lots of games like, <laughs> um, oh gosh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget the official names, which is a shame, but like the, uh, well, Dungeon Explorer and then the, uh, the wrestling game. And, um, I want to say it was Motor Rotor. <laughs> What's a weird uh, racing one, but it had its own funny strategy um, that you would end up figuring out um, as you lagged behind the pack and then you would be falling off the screen. But then there, you're five players playing live at the same time with a game system that has one screen. It doesn't sort of show you your own point of view. So instead of figuring out another way, you just sort of get uh, lobbed or teleported back into the pack somehow. And that was a, <laughs> like, it's, it's almost like a rubber banding um, situation in, uh, in like Mario Kart, but it's just, it's just in your face. So instead of like, so Mario Kart will, will it, I, I really believe that the, the, the system and logic of Mario Kart rewards perseverance. And so if things go poorly for you, but you're, you keep at it, I think you'll get really good power-ups. And that, that seems to be the, what happens in that game. Um, where I guess, in a way, this is, this is a pretty rudimentary way to deal with that motor rotor. Anyway, not as fun of a game, but fun with friends. So, yeah, long way to say Overwatch. I, I play with bots. I play locally, and I still have a ton of fun. And I, um, my, my favorite characters right now are Junkrat and Sigma, and I think you pronounce her name Mora, Mor, Mo, Moira, Moira? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, so Junkrat is one of the offensive characters that is, has been around since the beginning of the game. And I, I like indirect damage. I like to be able to bounce um, ammo off of walls and stuff. And it's, this, is, this is ever since um, the Unreal Tournament 2004, I think, had a, had a weapon that would uh, just sort of lob these explosive can-like things. And you could just bounce them off the walls and whatever. And, and, and the fact that they could land near your opponents, I could, uh, it's this, it's this fun game of, of taking a guess where someone's going to be after I launch the thing. And in fact, if it allows me to, I could fire off a few different rounds and bounce them in different, different directions to have even more, uh, some more possibilities of, of landing, um, a hit. 
so that's junk rats a lot of fun because it reminds me of that and um and you know junk rat has the really cool um uh, ultra power and all that to turning in uh, uh, sending that that remote tire out that can cause a big explosion and all that junk rats a lot of fun and i totally didn't like junk rat at first as like aesthetically where i thought oh this is one of, i don't know there's just something about the junk rat uh speaks to me as as sort of a just a someone you don't want to play with right anyway i can go you know, and but i think that's kind of the point of that character he's a rascal and a, and a troublemaker uh, which I can appreciate now a bit more, but a uh, new newish. I, so I again, I, I I keep in touch with Overwatch, but not hyper uh, up to date, right? So new to me is uh, Sigma, and Sigma is an interesting character that has that same th- situation with whatever Sigma's launching from from his hands. It's these um, sort of uh, uh, reminds me of Big Hero Six, uh, those kind of. Uh, nanomachine blocks, right? But they're kind of nanomachine um, large hollow squares or something that can fly out of uh, Sigma's hands about two at a time, but it has that area damage. It has that bouncing a bit too. So that's pretty much all it took for me to, to really appreciate that character because it feels a lot like just launching a bouncing dangerous thing ahead of a, a dangerous bouncing ball ahead of me. <laughs> and that somehow feels useful to me uh but then moira is uh i don't know uses some kind of beams and biotics and stuff to to heal and to harm and so um so sigma is a tank junk rat is the is a damaging battler and then moira is a healer and previously I, i'd play mercy as a healer and i i like you know, Mercy's different approach to, um, sort of supporting and, and, um, um, and buffing other characters, but then, uh, and, and Moira's sort of, uh, small, uh, self-defense weapon is fine. I, and I, or not Moira, Mercy's self-defense weapon is fine. Where, whereas, uh, Moira always feels dangerous to me where it's, it's, um, she definitely is a support healer character, uh, that has more depth that I think I could be even better at being sometimes offensive with and whatnot, but I need to study and practice more anyway. So yeah, overwatch is a, is a great, uh, it's a, it's a really well done arena shooter game and it's, um, yeah, I, I, the, the, the switch version version of it has, as you would expect, not as much, um, sort of, uh, glowy fanciness shadows and rendering that looks a little more photorealistic kind of like you but like a big hero six kind of like being rendered live where you've got a somewhat photorealistic cartoon going on in front of you with lots of impressive effects and it's toned down on the switch but it still plays great and i enjoy it so I think that's where I'll stop. I've got lots of other gaming updates. It's been so long since I've talked about this stuff. I've got more to share. Um, got to say that um, shout out to uh, Patrick Greenwell, who last year I interviewed on the Polytechnicast, and we just t- kind of walked around. Actually, we walked around the Mall of America talking about uh, games we were playing for, uh, I forget, was it uh, games for playing? We were winding down or something like that. Uh, but it was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
and uh, I would like to do that kind of chat soon. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's time to do more interviews and, and discussion about games. I know the world is just lacking this content, right? But anyway, it'd be fun to do that again, regardless of how common it is. So that's what I have for you. It's a bit of a replying to an art sound off prompt. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm playing. And even more, more than you bargained for, of course, 24 minutes of it so far. So uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, reactions, reactions to this stuff, I welcome and, and enjoy that. Hit me up via, um, well, my handle is my name, just run together, Rob Stenzinger, on all sorts of social platforms. And, uh, you know, via email, you can reach me at rob at shieldsstenzinger.com. Thank you very much for listening.